broadcast that anymore. We don't do that after you reach a certain age. We, we, just, we just have birthdays, right? And they come and go. And, uh, you know, she asked me, she says, Dad, how you feel being 55? And I thought, really, really no different than I felt 54 and 53. And, but I thank God for new perspectives. I thank God for those moments that I have an opportunity to see things that he does. I thank God for those moments that, those moments of clarity where, where that you can never replace. Those moments are like milestones in your life. When God opens up the heavens and he shows you something that you didn't see before and it was right there in front of you. And all of a sudden you think, that's, that's 55 years with those kind of experiences takes me to new levels. That I need. I need more years so that I get more perspective change. You know, when you, when you live life, and how many people understand this? You live life and there's things that come your way that kind of, they're heavy, aren't they? And they, they feel like you're, it's on your back and you're like, oh my word, what is this? Because, and, and all of a sudden, it's, it's, it all becomes about, about you. And you don't mean to do that. It just happens. Heaviness, the, the worries of the world. And, and the Bible says that Jesus threw seed on the ground. And, and at one time, he threw seed on the ground. He said, listen, thorns and thistles will grow up around that. will grow up with it. And it will try to strangle. You ever been strangled before? Who knows what I'm saying? Those circumstances that, that grow up with you, it's not like you just push them to the side. They grow up with you. And then when you're, you're, you're feeling stronger in all those days, it feels like you're just being snuffed out I need a perspective change right then you need a perspective has got to change it the circumstances may not right but what you need is a mind that sees the clarity of God isn't that true and so that's what carries us through and that's where the joy of the Lord comes and and says count it all joy when you face trials and tribulations count it all joy because the perspective the mind is with God It, it knows what Jesus sees and so that a couple of weeks ago, I talked about clarity, and I don't know about you when, when you, you see someone recording up close to you, and, and some of you are like, you want to dodge that. How many people do I know? You see someone with this, you're like, whoa, and you go round. You're not going to see, uh, this is, hey, I didn't get myself cleaned up today. In the mirror, you can't capture this. But I don't know about you, the most important or the most expensive part of this, and we talked about this before, is the lens part. How clear can we get the image that we see through the lens in a captured into the body? And I don't know about you, we talked about that being like the Holy Spirit as, as you're living life and, and in the body. The Spirit kind of brings clarity to your situation into, so it, re- it records into your heart. And without that, really, everything is blurry, isn't it? Without a good lens, anybody have a camera that the lens gets broken or, and you try to see? Or how about your glasses when, when things become very clear and, and all of a sudden you get some stuff on there and you're like, I can't see nothing. Or you go out in the rain and all of a sudden the rain covers your glass, you can't see very well. And then you clean your glasses and it becomes very clear again. Isn't it wonderful that the Holy Spirit does that? It says it leads us into all truth. That means whatever situation you're in, that Holy Spirit can focus you into the truth of that situation that you can see that perspective that God does. Is he worried? Is God ever worried about anything that goes on? I mean, literally, if we can have the mind of God, Paul speaks about it. Every situation you get into it, you can count it as all joy. Can you really believe that the scripture says he, he makes all things, all things for the good 
of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. All things. Really? Yes. Because that Holy Spirit brings that clarity into your heart. The value is the lens. The value that's in you is the Holy Spirit. Earthly vessels with a precious jewel inside. Why don't we talk to it more often? And I don't mean it. Some people said you don't call the Holy Spirit it. Why don't we talk to God more often? He's like there with us. The word says he's with us all the time. The Bible says we're seated with him in heavenly places. With him. We say we live in him, in Christ Jesus. He's with us all the time. But those times that we get heavy, it's the times we just kind of push him aside. And we don't get any clarity. Our mind is just, you know what I'm saying? The mind just becomes clouded. You can be a lover of Jesus, I mean complete lover of Jesus, and still be clouded in your thinking. The Bible says we have to renew the mind. That brings transformation to our bodies, to everything that we do is transformed by the renewing of this. Wouldn't it be wonderful? You give your life to Christ, and he would just automatically give you the clarity that he has. I mean, it says the veil was removed, and we can see more clearly, yes, but this mind is still kind of messed up. It still is captured in these moments of, of despair and disappointment and, and possibly sins. And, and we just get, but God says, no, let's renew that mind. And I'm going to start a good work in you. And I promise you, I will continue that good work until the day it's completed, until you come home to me. Isn't that good news? So I don't about you. I want to start talking a little bit more about that. And here's one verse that I absolutely love. If you want to hang on to something, if you're having days of, of mud and you're having days of, of just everything's clouded, this is one to go to. And you think, how can I do Philippians 4.8? It says, finally, brethren. This, this is Paul speaking to the Philippian church. He's at the end of his letter, and he says, finally. It's almost like he finishes up with, listen to me. I, finally. He says, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is any worthy of praise, anything worthy of praise, it says, think, <laughs> think upon these things. So is, is, isn't that difficult when those things are right there in your face? Isn't it different? Maybe guys at work and all of a sudden you, you're faced with something and all you got to make a decision quickly. It's hard to think because you're captured in that moment. And it's almost like, God, can you just give me more time? Can you, like Joshua, can you stop the sun just for a moment in time so I can sit back and get my mind together? And I can tell you, you will never get your mind together without Jesus, Holy Spirit, giving you the focus in every situation. Raising children, work, everything that you do. If you're in Christ all the time, he's there to give you a clear picture of what's happening. And yet we don't always go to him. So whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, and worthy of praise, it says, think upon these things. Think upon them. Okay, Lord, I'm going to try to think. And it comes with experience, and it comes about knowing God's word. His word is full of those things. And it's promises, and it also goes along with those experiences that you can say, God is so good. Look what he's done with my life. And so it's thankfulness and experiences and milestones along with God's word and those testimonies coming together. Think upon those things now. 
right in those moments, say, okay, I've got to start, God, you're so good. Maybe you've got to start your conversation in those moments with, God, you're so good. And then he can take you on a journey of all the things he's done. And I bet you within three, probably 30 seconds of clear thinking upon him and those moments, he can give those, those clarity, those moments of clarity to you. You believe, you believe that? Why would he have to do that? Why would you tell me to think upon those things? The word think or the word dwell in some translations, it's not, it's not the, the normal thing. Let me just think. It's, it's, it's what? That word means to come to the bottom line. Who knows the bottom line? Who's in business? The bottom line. A reason to a logical conclusion. Okay, it's not thinking, well, I can't write processes. I'm just going to think upon it. It's coming, the thought, to bring you to a solution and a resolution. It's like, it's logical conclusions. It's the bottom line. That means you've got to conclude to it. You go into thinking and say, okay, now, now I've got a bottom line. Now I'm ready to face that right now. Now I can say, Lord, I, I'm, thank you. Now I can face this right now and I can do the right thing. Righteousness can come with clarity of thought. Make sense? Righteousness can come. So, clarity of mind, dwelling on these things. The next verse says this. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. This is Paul saying it. Seen in me. Do these things and the God of peace will be with you. And I love it. It says he describes himself as the God of peace. I don't know about you, but the, there's that word again, peace. There's something with clarity of thought, doing righteousness, and having the God of peace right there. What does peace really mean? And I, I've said this before. It's not the absence of chaos. It's not being restful on your couch thinking, oh, this is peaceful, even though that is, right? How many people were like that? Who has a hammock in the backyard? And it's tied to two trees, and you get to climb in there, and it kind of cuddles you, and you sit there. Oh, there, there's a form of peace with that, right? You hear the birds chirping, and you're like, oh, now this is good. You know, how many people go on vacation, and on vacation, you just want to rush around and try to do everything you can do? Or do you like to go to the beach, you lay back, and you can feel that sun just baking all the skin, you're like, now this is what I mean. This is good. This is heaven. You know, if there is a heaven, the, this, is the, this is it right here. And I'm going to sit there, and, and Jesus is going to be in the back, and I'm going to worship him, and I'm going to be on the beach. Because it says there's no sun in heaven, right? It's just Jesus, and he's just glorious. He's going to give you a great suntan. So how many people believe? Now, often we think that that is the time of peace. And granted, it's, you know, whatever you want to call it, it's It's great. But how do you get that, that sense of relaxation, clarity of thought, before you fall asleep, clarity of thought, to do the right choice? I don't know about you, but Jesus in his presence can give you clarity within seconds that you'll never receive on the beach, unless you're with him, or in the hammock in the backyard, listening to the birds chirping, or fishing, whatever it is that you find relaxation to. Clarity of thought and righteousness comes when you do the right action, when you get wisdom of God in those moments that it's, it's just absolutely chaos. And he says he'll be a God of peace, and that peace becomes a weapon 
that's a weapon. I mean, that's not the absence of everything and all the things that are crazy. It's a weapon to go, whoa, and a confidence of holding it up and say, God, the God of peace is with me. And with that, I can do all things. Clearly, I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to do the wrong thing. The God of peace will be with you. And all you have to do is think upon those things that are lovely, pure, right? Previous verse. Let's just think upon these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Man, everything becomes clear. Peace comes by how we think. If you've got, a, if you've got things, chaos at home and things, when's the last time you felt a peace? Man, where's your mind? It really is about that, isn't it? I want you guys to listen to this and, and listen to the perspective of a young child. Can you do that for me? This is not an easy story. But listen to the perspective of a young child. Well, Katie was very vibrant. Um, never had a bad day. Um, she had three broken arms, but yeah, each of those days was still the very best day ever. And we'd, we'd pick her up from school and she'd come running out from school. And she would just say, you know, hey, Kate, how was your day today, babe? Oh, Mom, Dad, it was the best day ever. <laughs> Everything. It didn't matter if she fell on the playground and skinned her knee. She would turn it around and make it the best day ever. Every day was the best day ever for her. Saturday night, she woke up with a small temperature about 8.30. Um, at 9.30, Sunday morning, she woke up and she was okay. She just said she had a sore throat. And so she laid and lounged on the couch like we do when we don't feel good. That's just what we do. We watch a movie. I thought maybe she had strep. So I took her to prompt. We took her to prompt care thinking we were going to get a strep culture, some antibiotic and go home. <laughs> so it was there that we learned her pulse ox was low and she had fluid in her lung. It wasn't until we got there that we realized just, I guess, how sick she was. It was too windy to life flight the, the helicopter and uh, so we had to wait for them to come over pick her up and bring her back over to Peoria and then we were just gonna follow the ambulance over in our car all of a sudden I'm sitting in the back seat with my son and all of a sudden I hear the song I can only imagine and that was Katie's favorite song my I looked at my son and I said come on Kyle we gotta sing and, and so we started belting it out and just singing and the next song that played was a song that started to impact Katie when she was a year and a half. And she would walk around and sing, the newsboys, he reigns. And we just, again, were belting it out and singing. And the third song after was Casting Crowns, I Will Praise You in the Storm. And that's when I started to cry. <laughs> and I realized, yeah, Lord, this is a storm here that we're in and we'll praise you all the way through. We miss her so much. We miss her smile and her light. But you can't not be happy to know that she's in heaven with Jesus. As much as we miss that physical, we know she's where she was meant to be. This is a big mountain that we're living now and a new life that we're le leading. But 
we can get through this. We can get through everything with Christ. The best day ever. Perspective of a child, the best day ever. Now about you, difficult things we run into. Every one of us will face difficult things, no doubt. But how we look at these things, how do we see them? How do we see them? Like a child says, I don't care if I skin my knee. I'm going to make this the best day ever. See, that's thinking. That's a choice. For parents to be able to relay back and say, this is what my child's about. This is who she was. And how that can carry parents through that kind of tragedy. How, how could we do it? How can we do those kinds of things? I don't know, but I, I just thought about best day ever. It, it can only come, it can only time if we think about those things that are true, those things that are lovely, those things that are just honorable, pure, commendable, excellent, and worthy of praise. Worthy of praise. Starts with true and ends with worthy of praise. I think that's probably the most difficult thing we'll face in life is perspective. When we face things that are difficult, why do we allow our minds to take us down a path of fear, anxiousness, worry? When he tells us all you need to do, you want the God of peace to be with you. Yes. Then think upon, think upon, think about these things. I want you to, to before, before this week starts, I want you to write down, I don't care if it's on your mirror, if it's on a piece of paper, I want you to write down those things that will come to you. What are true? What are just? What are honorable and commendable? What are lovely and pure? That as soon, if you're a person who has, who has that trouble of worry and anxiousness that comes pretty quickly on you, and you're like, wow, what am I, what am, and all before you caught, let me tell you something. The Bible says and promises you this. If you think upon, I want you to make a list. Make a list. And then when that time comes, you can pull that out or you can just have it memorized because it's coming from here anyway. We just don't know how to pull it out quick enough. It's just have it there. And then you'll find yourself in what? Worthy of praise. Worthy of praise. I guarantee it, if you get to that moment, you think upon those things, pull it out, look at it, and that God of peace will become very very close and you can say you know what what does this matter what am i so uptight about do i trust him sure why do i why do i go down this path god i don't understand but man when i think upon these things the god of peace is with me i can do anything i can do all things through that same god of peace that strengthens me i can do it and i know i'll make the right choice because i'm thinking clearly i'm thinking soundly does it make sense clarity comes with god's peace i love this it's not on your own this is what i like most i love this john 14 26 and 27 says this but the helper but the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all 
that I have said. This is Jesus. All that I have said. Peace, I leave you. I leave it with you. Peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives. Do not do I give this to you. It says, do not let your hearts be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Isn't that good news? So guess what? You make your list out of those things that are lovely, pure, honorable, commendable, okay? You do that. And you guess what will happen? You will look at those things in the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Helper, will partner with you, and he'll remind you. He'll encourage you. He'll lift up your spirits as you read those. He'll bring the clarity. He'll be the lens to bring things into focus. And get ready, because when you get out of that with him and say, okay, now I need to make a decision in this place that I used to be worried in, I used to be concerned with. Now look what will happen. God says, I leave you peace, and I give you peace, not as the world gives. Isn't that good news? Isn't it good news that if you would think upon these things, God himself says, I will partner with you. I've got the Holy Spirit that lives in you. He will help you to see this. He'll bring all my teachings. Jesus says, all his teaching, all the things he has shown the disciples, he will give it to you also. To me, thank you, Jesus, that I never have to worry again. And when I'm concerned, I'm going to go in my closet or I'm just going to take a break from whatever I'm facing. And if I think upon these things, all those things that you've done, all things that are pure, lovely, worthy, and commendable, and all those who are worthy of praise, God, I know in those moments, if I just do that, you are going to partner with you. The Holy Spirit is going to speak to me. He's going to remind me. He's going to lift up my spirits. And I'm going to go into that stage. And it may just be seconds. It may just be minutes. But when I get out, I am going to be a man full of clarity I'll be able to make the right choice and never doubt. Never doubt. To me, that is a promise you can take home, I can take home, and know that God does love me. Let's pray today. Let's pray today. Father, I... <laughs> your word, your words that you speak are so clear and so concise that all we need to do is follow the instructions and you have the reward. You never hold back your rewards if we obey your commandments. And Jesus, you said, if you love me, you will obey me. Father, we want to obey the commandments you have for us. And Lord, sometimes we just don't understand. Sometimes we don't have the right perspective. Why? Because we are clouded in our minds. I thank you for sending the Holy Spirit I thank you, God, that gift was sent to us, that it lives in us. It's there to partner with us. It's there to bring, bring us to a place that we will find that Prince of Peace, that peace that you've given us, the peace that you've left to us. And Lord, you are the God of peace who is with us. I thank you, God, that I don't have to ever believe I have to make any choice on my own. I don't have to live my life by myself. I don't have to worry in those times that nobody else knows what I'm facing. All I know is, God, you're with me. The God of peace is with me. Why? Because I'm thinking about these things. So thank you for the scriptures that Paul has written. Thank you, Jesus, for your words to your church. And I thank you, Lord, if we just follow them, God will be men and women full of peace and making right choices, never to worry or be anxious about those things that try to hold us back. Because you are the God of peace who is with us. In Jesus' name, amen.